2: Today on Conquering Heroes, we're going to get a chance to talk to the head women's soccer coach, Jen Klein. They're off to a 4-0 start. Why is that? And what are the prospects for the rest of the season? We'll hear from her next on Conquering Heroes. Welcome to your one-stop podcast for all things Michigan athletics. Updates on every team on campus and interviews with players and coaches are all on the way. This is Conquering Heroes. Here's your host, John Chancer. I'm now joined by the Michigan women's soccer coach, Jen Klein. Jen, thanks for joining us, and you guys off to, are off to a fast start.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, um, great start to the season, you know, 4-0. Um, been able to uh, get a couple of shutouts, um, score some goals. So overall, really happy with uh, with what the team has been able to do thus far.
2: Now in the preseason the exhibition games there were there were two games where y- you had some opportunity to learn there were two losses you mentioned you're 4 and 0 since the start of this regular season what did you learn about your team or what did the players learn in those two exhibition games that have helped them at the start of the season
1: Yeah I think what's great is is utilizing the the two exhibitions it allowed for us to really um play everybody um, within, uh, you know, the, the, the two games, uh, the first one being against Northwestern, a big 10 opponent. Um, so we were able to, um, you know, play everybody, um, see how everybody is doing, start to look at some matchups within our team. Um, and then looking to play our second exhibition was against uh, university of Virginia, a team who last year was a, a final four team losing in um, the semifinal. And I think what we learned, um, definitely out of both games, but in particular out of the Virginia game is that, um, you know, we have the ability to compete. We have some, some tools that, um, that are going to be able to, I think, give us, um, some good competitive advantages. And then we were also able to see, you know, what areas we need to continue to improve on and get better. Um, and I think getting that exposure, being exposed in both of those games, you know, allowed for us to, to fine tune and, and continue to grow um, and get better, um, on, on all aspects of the game.
2: Now, I know through the first four games, you've outshot your opponents by a, a, almost a four to one margin. Um, what is it that has led to that? And is that part of the style or just the, um, the, what this team is going to be all season long?
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of a couple of different things. I mean, one, I think it's a style of play. We, we want to be an attacking team. We want to get numbers forward. And, you know, we, we always talk about how can we generate um, goal scoring opportunities. So I, I do think from that standpoint, style of play does lead to that. But I also think um, another thing that is leading to that is um, we have a ton of attacking threats. And it's not we're not just generating uh these uh goal scoring opportunities with one player um you know we're having multiple players that have the ability to to score multiple players that um are are being dangerous in and around the goal and i think the combination of style of play and and having multiple threats um within our attacking positions allows for us to, to generate those
2: after the first week uh the united coaches poll came out and ranked you guys in the top 20 um I know that it's sometimes those things go up and down throughout the, the, the course of a season, the ebbs and flows of a season, but what does it mean for you and your program to be able to start the season off ranked, uh, you know, so highly throughout the country?
1: Yeah. You know, I think anytime that you get uh, recognized uh, within a coach's poll, it, de- it definitely, um, you know, you, you appreciate that recognition um, as it, it just, you know, gives you a little validation to the work that you're doing and, you know, what we're feeling and, and thinking internally. Um, but we communicate all the time with our, with our players. We want to make sure that our focus is, is inside out, not outside in and, and recognizing that, yeah, those polls, they do fluctuate throughout the season and we need to continue to focus on, on us and, and what we can control. But it is always nice to, to get that, um, that recognition and we'll appreciate it in the week that we get it. And then, um, we'll get right back to work and, and look to continue to earn. Um, you know, every little bit uh, throughout the season.
2: Now, I got to imagine, because you guys put on so many miles in a game, so many miles at practice, that the depth of your team has to be vitally important. And I know Cindy, Sydney Shepard, after four games, leads your team in minutes with 323. Uh, Nikki Hernandez comes in second at 269, but you've also had 20 players get at least 100 minutes. How important is it for you, not just in terms of experience, like you mentioned in those two preseason games, but just in terms of wear and tear on your team to be able to rotate in as many players as possible?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's unbelievable to have the, the depth that, that we have within this, this roster. Um, and a lot of uh, you know the depth is definitely coming with uh, couple of our, our fifth years that have, have chosen to come back and, and participate in the season. And, you know, what that does is our season is, it it is condensed. The games come fast, two games on a weekend. Um, and to have the depth where you're able to really share the minutes and be able to maintain a very high level, no matter who you have on the field is only going to make us better at the tail end of the season when um, you're looking to play for a championship and, and you're, you're fresh, And, um, I, you know, just making sure that we, we manage it appropriately, we find the right combinations of players of who's the best, you know, who's the best starters, who's the best coming off the bench, who's the best finishers, and and how can we utilize all of those strengths to just really give our team, um, a true competitive advantage, uh, throughout, uh, all 20, all 20 games. And then, uh, whatever games we get in postseason.
2: Who are some of the girls that you look to or the team looks to for leadership? Because this is an unusual year. You have some of those, as you mentioned, fifth-year girls that have come back for another year. You've got your true fifth year. You've got seniors. You've got juniors that have been in the program now three years. There's a lot of veteran leadership, but it seems to be that way across a lot of college athletics right now. How are you utilizing that leadership, and, and who does the team look to?
1: Yeah, I think what's great about our leadership structure is, um, you know, I think everybody within our team has a leadership role. And that comes back to, you know, we call our our leadership uh, structure the circle of influence and every returning member of the team has a role within that circle of influence. And so I think because of that circle and everybody having a role, depending on the moment, depending on the situation, there is someone within our team that is stepping up and, you know, communicating or giving information or leading and having a voice or just doing something by example. Um, I mean, I think, you know, some players that really stand out, you're, you look at, um, fifth year senior, uh, captain Aliyah Martin has been an unbelievable voice within the team. Same with our, our goalkeeper, uh, Hillary Beal. Um, but some crew seniors that, um, you know, I, I feel really have emerged, uh, as leaders, um, one is, a, is Janice Joyner, a player who everyone within our program respects. And a lot of the, a lot of it is her humility, her willingness just to roll her sleeves up and, and do what um, is necessary for our team to be successful. Um, another true senior is Raleigh Lachman, um who is, is another player that, you know just is a calming voice and keeps everybody just eased, you know, like doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low you know keeps everybody focused on the task at hand Um, but I I do think in every moment we've had different players that have have stepped up and um, have used their experience um, that they've gained while here at Michigan to to keep our our team focused and and dialed in and and trying to maintain a consistency um, every day and and every game that, that we've had so far this season.
2: Now I look at your offense and your shots, um, your goals, all of those things. And Nikki Hernandez, uh, Hannah Blake—they they're at the top of the list in regards to well, at least you know percentage. Um, they're at the top sure. of the list. But Nikki Hernandez, how is it? And I'm not that familiar with soccer. I've have to be completely honest. It's probably not a shock to a lot of people. But <laughs> when you're trying to create that attacking style that you talked about early. How do you do that and who are the ones that on your team, the girls that are the ones that are gonna be the attackers?
1: Yeah, I think it, it's it's all based off of you know what we do on the training field and, and how do we you know, we we, we asked the team at the start of the season looking at this specific team, you know, what what's our advantages? What's what's our unique qualities um, that are gonna allow for us to be successful this year? And and a lot of it was identified in our attacking personalities and so for them to to recognize that right off the bat and then it's the work that we do on the training field and how do we rotate players within um, our formation to exploit space open up space get um, certain personalities like a Nikki Hernandez like a Hannah Blake like a a Sarah Stratigakis isolated in areas that we know that um, they can do work whether it's taking players on the dribble or they're in a position to get a shot off so a lot of what we're able to to do um, on game day is the work that they do on, on the training field and, um, you know, really just putting together a good game plan um, based off of our opponent, but also based off of what our strengths are within the team and, and executing that game plan as, as best as we can and as uh, efficiently as possible.
2: And then obviously on the defensive side of things, it's, you know, headlined by your goaltenders and so far, they've only allowed one goal is that is that an impossible standard to keep um after four games to continue you know one goal per every four
1: yeah I you know I think it's something that we continue to talk about um in that you know yeah we we know we're a team that we're going to be able to generate goal scoring opportunities but as we look um at where we want to get to. Um, we have to be a team that's very difficult uh, to score on. Um, and it's something that we talk about a lot. How can we continue to be disciplined defensively, making sure that we're not giving up uh, easy shots or easy goals? Um, we know that, listen, it, it happens in, in games. You're going to give goals up, but let's not give up a lot. Um, and if someone's going to score on us, they're going to have to to really earn it. So um, it's definitely something that's talked about regularly. Uh, we focus a lot of on it in training. Um, if we can keep the trend that we are, I, we're in an unbelievable position. But, you know, it, it, we talk about all the time, you know, you're, you're chasing perfection and you're hoping to land land with excellence. And if we can continue to chase that perfection of not giving goals up and be okay giving up very few, I think we'll put ourselves in a really good spot uh, towards the end of the year.
2: Now you're sitting at 298 wins. Um, you've got two more opportunities this weekend one against USC both of them are home USC on Friday at seven um, Sunday against DePaul at one o'clock is what what will it mean to hit that landmark every landmark means something what will it mean for you and your program to hit 300 wins
1: yeah I think anytime that you can get to that type of uh, milestone um, it, it's a it's a huge achievement and you know, I, I I need to give a lot of credit to the the coaches that came before me uh, because those 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 uh, all of those wins are not um, you know of just my product. I'm contributing to a much bigger picture, and and so I think you know reaching that milestone it, it just speaks to the quality of the program as a whole and what's been done before uh, my arrival, uh, before the the current team's arrival, and the work that you know every player and every coach has done here, um, and so I think by reaching that it, it gives a lot of credit to, to our past. And I think it, it ultimately continues to lay that foundation of um, for our, for our future. And so um, it definitely will mean something, I think for our whole program um, that we're, you know, a program that um, has had some success and, and we have to be very proud of what we've done um, in our past and, and what we're doing now. And, and I think it's going to put us in a great position moving forward.
2: And you, you mentioned that, you know, a lot of those wins obviously came before you were here. You're a part of it. Now you're contributing, but Michigan women's soccer has been a varsity sport for 28 years, 50 years ago. This year was the passing of title nine. What type of opportunities has title nine, um, been able to provide for women?
1: yeah I think you when you look at a uh, number of of participation in, in in sports has just been unbelievable I, I think you know you you look back and, and the opportunities that that young women have had it, it' definitely it is great and what especially what sport has been able to do and the doors that it opens up um, for uh, college athletes in particular for um, you know uh, women college athletes and I think it's always something that you know we can't just you know Um, stop pushing, pushing, um, and trying to, to open up more opportunities, not just for, for participants, but also, um, once they're done competing, keeping them involved in, in, in sport and, and getting positions as far as not just coaching positions, but you're looking at, you know, women that are now GMs of, of, um, you know, major league baseball teams, women that are, are coaching, um, and, and in front offices of, of big time, um you know men's sports and that's something that you know um we've got to continue to push and and help our young women gain experiences that are going to allow for them to be confident to go for those jobs and then once they get those jobs feel good about um that they can they can succeed within those jobs so a lot of great things that have happened before us but i certainly think there's a lot of great things that we're going to be able to do um within the future
2: and i wanted to ask you about that in the future if there were one or two things that you would like to see happen in the next 5 years and maybe there's more than one or two things i don't want to limit it to just those but some sure. things that you would like to see happen in college athletics but more specifically in regards to title 9 and moving forward with opportunities for co- for female student athletes and coaches yeah
1: yeah i think one of the big thing is is how can we how can we show, you know, a lot of the young women that we coach, identify them early that you feel really are going to be great coaches. And they don't necessarily need to be, you know, coaches at the collegiate level or coaches at the professional level. But just going back and coaching so that young girls, young boys can see, you know, women in those um, in those positions. And I think that's going to ultimately, you know, continue to help push, but also encourage them to, to go back and, and be coaches and, and be um uh, get positions within athletic departments. And, um, you know, cause once young, um, boys and girls see them, then they know that they can be them. And I think, so we got to continue to get there. Um, would love to see more women coaching, um, you know, not just women, but, uh, you know, people of color in coaching positions. And so, you know, myself as, as somebody that is in a position to hire, continue to make sure that when, um, I'm in a position to bring people into our program, making sure that I do that. Um, but I think you know that that's definitely something I would I would like to see. You know, we're identifying players already within our program that it's like just putting it in their ear, like, "Hey, you'd be a really great coach." And yeah, have you ever thought of that? And what can we do to help you get there? And, and here's there's a lot of different pathways now, um, and so just encouraging them to uh, to consider it, I think, would be great. Um, yeah, I mean, I think those are some things that to look for in the next, you know, five years. I think from a professional standpoint, you know, how can we continue to, to make the push and, and fight for equal pay? Um, you know, that's been a big thing within our, our soccer community, especially with the, the U.S. women's national team. And, and so continuing to push for that. And I think to encourage our, our, um, our partners to, 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 you know, sponsor women's sport and, and show that there is value in it and, um, you know, uh, helping them, uh, to see it and, and to help us get there. So a lot of great things. I, I think there's a lot of, uh, people that are, are doing good work and, and hopefully we'll, we'll continue to push it and, and get there eventually.
2: I am, uh, pleased to be joined by Jen Klein, Michigan women's soccer coach and and coach before I let you go, there's a few things I want to get to in regards to the rest of your season. And first and foremost, obviously USC on Friday, um, if fans were going to go, if people were going to watch, what should they be watching for? What are some of the keys to your matchup with uh, USC this weekend?
1: Yeah, I think you're looking at two very, very good programs. Um, you know, I know probably just based off of uh, their starting record. Um, you know, they, they're only having one one win, two losses, but it, 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 they are they are a great team. Um, you know, they're a team that um, definitely has a lot of attacking threats um and a lot of great personalities within their team um you know that was a coaching staff that i know very very well is that that was where i was prior to coming to michigan so um it definitely is going to be a a great matchup two very very good teams going um head to head with each other and and i think is going to be a very fun and exciting game um under the lights you know wait what what way better way to kick off um the opening weekend for, for Michigan football, by you know, coming out and seeing a a great women's soccer game to kind of get the weekend going.
2: And for anybody that wants to go, obviously that game will be Friday night um, against USC seven o'clock. It is also dollar day. So you can get a $1 general admission tickets as well as concession items for a dollar. And I coach, I I do want to ask you about the big 10 season. Now you're a few weeks away from it. Still, but where is the Big Ten and what's the competition like for making a run at a Big Ten title?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think one of the great things about um, our conference is the, is the results and, and what all of our, our conference is doing um, in our non-conference play. A lot of, um, we've had a, a lot of great results over the last two weekends. Um, I anticipate, you know, our conference continuing to, to have good results. Um, over the next two weeks and and that's only going to make our conference better um, and really help us um, you know hopefully within when it comes down to postseason um, you know decisions and what where people land but I think when you look at our conference in particular it, the competition is going to be is going to be great I mean you you look at it you got Penn State you got Wisconsin you got Rutgers you know Ohio State us in the mix um, and you can't discount the other teams as far as minnesota michigan state um indiana um just i think the conference from top to bottom there's no easy easy game easy opponent um every team is is competing and and um it 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 makes for a very exciting uh once we get into conference they'll make it very very exciting and as it as it has been the last three seasons it always comes down to that last weekend um and that something that, that's great. It, it it's everybody has a has an opportunity and you know that's that, that makes the games much more exciting.
2: Well the Big Ten season will start September 17, Friday at five o'clock against Illinois. It will be senior day in Ann Arbor. And before I let you go, seniors, this senior class, everybody's gone through so much over the past, you know, year to, to two years. What does this senior class mean to you? What does it mean to your program?
1: Yeah, I just, I, you know, I can't thank this, you know, senior class enough for the work that they've done. Um, You know, the, the, the true seniors, they were freshmen. um, They were the first freshmen of of the first fall that I coached and, and the work that we've done together um, to establish a great culture to really um, dial in a style of play. I I have to give a lot of credit to them. Um, And the same with our, our, our COVID fifth years, you know, they're, They were freshmen when I first arrived in that first spring, and their willingness to um, be open-minded and, um, you know, dive into what we were asking them to do, that's put us in a great position moving forward. And, you know, I I think we always talk about modeling that behavior and um, what they're going to leave, um, you know, once they're gone and they're leaving this program in a much better place than it was. Um, and we'll continue to carry that, uh, legacy and that, uh, torch on, um, well beyond them, but they, they've done a fantastic job.
2: Coach, I really appreciate your time. Best of luck on Friday against USC and, uh, we'll be watching.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time to come on and, uh, go blue.
2: Thanks to Coach Klein for her time and, and for insight into the women's soccer program as well as the impact of Title IX as we continue to move forward and opportunities provided for women and for the student-athletes here at Michigan uh, continue to providing those opportunities and moving forward continuing to make sure that those student-athletes, the coaches, the general managers, everybody that Coach Klein talked about that we still have and continue to produce more opportunities for all involved. I wanna thank you for listening. A few scheduling notes. we mentioned the women's soccer this weekend. Friday, we'll take on USC at 7 o'clock. It is dollar day, so it's a dollar admission, dollar concessions. So make sure you show up there. And also make sure you show up September 17, Friday at 5 o'clock against Illinois. They start the Big Ten schedule. That will be senior day. We get a chance to honor every single senior that is a part of this program continuing to move forward. Thank you for listening to Conquering Heroes. Thanks for listening to Conquering Heroes with John Jansen. Conquering Heroes is part of our Michigan Athletics Podcast Network, MGo Blue Podcasts. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.